Welcome, everybody, to a very special episode of To All the YA I've Loved Before. This episode is a little bit offbeat. It's a kind of a deep dive, if you will. Um, and it's dedicated to our host, Casey Racer, the one and only. Because it's not just her birthday, it's her birthday month. And Casey, you love this movie. I love this movie, even though there's so much wrong with it. So we're going to get into it. The good, the bad, the ugly, the fashion. And um, how much really needed to be canceled. Also, the quips. Um, we got a lot to get into. So let's, let's listen to Sandy and Danny here. Let them uh, set the stage for us into this epic tale of weird forced love. I'm going back to Australia. I might never see you again. Don't, don't talk that way, Sandy. But it's true. I've just had the best summer of my life and now I have to go away. It isn't fair. Danny, don't spoil it. It's not spoiling it, Sandy. It's only making it better. Danny, is this the end? <laughs> of course not. It's only the beginning. This is the main brain, Vince Fontaine, beginning your day with the only way. Music, music, music. Get out of bed, it's the first day of school. Don't be a slob, don't get a job, go back to class, you can pass. And to start the day off nice and fine, I'm gonna play a new old favorite of mine. All right, so we all know this is a bop. And if you listened to the last episode, uh, that was my Nostalgia Nest episode one for Casey. I, I did make my own version of this song for her. So go check that out if you haven't heard it yet. I do, I do feel proud of it. Um, anyway, so I'm going to let this play for a little bit because I'm all about vibes and I want this episode to be just, I want you to be vibing with me. Grease lightning all the way, baby. Um, except for when I'm mad about stuff and then I need you to be mad with me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, that'd be ideal, but we have some fun segments. I have some fun trivia. Um, I have taken some clips because this is Greece. Uh, it's so epic. So many of the lines are epic, but we also need to discuss the scenery. We need to discuss really the cinematography as well as how absurdly old all of these actors were for the roles that they were playing. Olivia Newton-John herself tried to turn this down. She's like, I'm 28 years old. No one's going to think I'm a freshman. I'm sorry, a freshman, senior in high school. And they were like, it's fine because Stockard Channing is 33, you guys. Stockard Channing was a year younger than me when she played Rizzo. And does anyone have a problem with the fact that she played Rizzo? No, I don't. I think she rocks. I mean, Rizzo's kind of a pain, but she's got her own issues. Um, another fun fact is uh, Carrie Fisher was asked to be Sandy because I don't. Sandy was not originally Australian in the in the in the stage play, stage production. And did you guys know that this movie is a cleaned up version of the stage production? Because I sure didn't. I thought it was dirty as a child, and I didn't even know what they were. I didn't even know half the references. But yeah. Uh, so Carrie Fisher was like, nah, dog, I'm Princess Leia. So that happened. And then another person they wanted to potentially play, play Sandy was the daughter of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. So, you know, um, Lucy, I love Lucy, her daughter, but Lucille Ball said, absolutely not. Even though she's a star, she didn't want her daughter 
following in her footsteps. So that's that would be a fun deep dive to go into. I gotta do a deep dive into Lucille Hill Ball in that screwed up marriage. But I digress. It's story. It's story time. It's time to sit back and rewind. All right, this is going to be a double, this is a twofer story time because I'm going to tell my own story and then I will, we will discuss the story of Greece for anyone who doesn't know or needs a refresher, maybe. So my story is that when I was, boy, I want to say second grade, I maybe even first grade, I got really interested in Greece. Of course, my parents showed it to me. They were like, here's a classic, you know, and excuse me. <laughs> and so I was totally into it, dug the music, loved to sing and dance, didn't understand what misogyny was. So I was like, yeah, I just need that outfit, man. Wanted to be a pink lady or, you know, all that fun stuff. And that was really what propelled me into this albeit <laughs> um, warped understanding of, but obsession with the 50s and all this nostalgia. Of course, we know this movie was made in the 70s, but it's meant to take place in the 50s. And that's just where it started for me. And then it was, you know, Archie Comics, Malt Shops, just everything, you know. Uh, and so for me, the best thing that could happen at a sleepover around third grade, fourth grade was we'd all watch Grease. I'd get to put on my Olivia Newton-John wig because I had a blonde wig from being at a play where I played Betsy Wetsy, the doll. Yes, that's right. I played Betsy. Also, that play was a whole thing, whole part of the nostalgia thing for me. It was called Alice in Rock and Roll Land. And it was done by John Bachelia. <laughs> I don't know if any of you have ever heard of him, but uh, if you're ever in the South Bay of California, um, that guy, that dude does some wackadoodle productions. Anyways, I was Betsy Wetsy. So I had this, you know, kind of a doll wig, which is fitting because Sandy ends up basically turning herself into a doll for the sake of Danny, which we'll get to. Uh, but... So I had that and, you know, I did ballet and stuff. I mean, not well, but I did ballet. So I had leotards and, and tights. So that was my jam, right? I just leotard and tights. Boom. Got to wear that wig. Um, actually, it's coming back to me now. It. I learned. I learned every word to, um, you know, one that I want. Ooh, 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 honey. You know that chang, 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 to chang, chapop. Yep, 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 doop, 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 Like every single nonsensical syllable of that I had to learn because of this play. So now I'm just, I'm realizing, <laughs> I'm realizing how much of my childhood, how much of myself is rooted in this very strange, almost acid trip of a play that I kid you not was four hours long. My parents still have the VHS recordings. This must have been what, 96, 97? I don't know. I yeah, my, my sister played Wilma Flintstone and I played Betsy Wetsy. That'll give you an idea. And I sang The Locomotion. That'll give you an idea of what an acid trip that was. Anyway, um, I digress again. Not really. So that's my story of Greece and just my need to live in that universe. Um, 
I mean, I honestly am thinking about it now. Did I start dyeing my hair because of the whole beauty school thing? Like, is that why I had red hair? I, I don't know, you guys. It, am I who I am because of Greece or in spite of Greece? That was that's that's my thesis. That's my TED talk. Welcome. Okay. Anyway, so the story of the actual film slash play, because this was originally a stage play, which is very obvious when you watch the film. Um, And I'm sure anybody that grew up in America probably and went to high school somewhere that was like at least middle class probably had to sit through a stage production or two of Grease with a lot of the bad stuff cut out. Um, But what happens is this. Sandy and Danny meet, and they're ostensibly 17-year-olds. They're not, but ostensibly. They're 17. They meet on the beach, um, and they have this this beautiful summer romance. I mean, now as someone who goes to the beach every day, I, I understand how this is possible, but I didn't ever understand how these two kids had access to this like amazing beach and and they were just alone all the time listen my mom never left me alone when I was 17 especially if I were in another country forget it because Sandy in the film because she's Olivia Newton-John is from Australia and that's the last time I'll try and do that accent I'm sorry Matilda (laughs) I love you okay Matilda's out there they're like please just don't just don't (laughs) Um, but yes, Olivia Newton-John, the actress, is from Australia. And so they were like, yeah, cool, let's go with it. You know, we're just going to make her an exchange student now instead of just a student. But she's still, you know, the goody-goody girl. She's a cheerleader. She's happy and enthusiastic and young and bright-eyed. And I mean, she does a great job. Even even though she's 28, she really plays that role well. Um, and we're going to get into it. So, like, I'm just going to set the scene. Uh, she... I think she's never going to see Danny again because she thinks she's going back to Australia. Once again, she's 17. Everything's up to her parents. But what do you know? Change of plans. But this is, you know, the 50s. So you could lose track of someone real easy, right? You're not, unless you have their address and you're writing them letters. But even so, Sandy didn't end up moving back to Australia. And Danny really doesn't seem like the type of person to write letters. And we'll get to it. Um, but can't imagine what they would say. Can you imagine how Danny Zuko would text if he existed now? He'd be like, <laughs> lol. I mean, most of his words are sounds, so I don't even know what that would be like. But I do know that I've texted with people like that before. I think I've been Danny Zuko'd before. Oof. Haven't we all? Okay, so on the beach, blah 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 Falling in love. Love is a many-splendored thing. He's, like, trying to push it, definitely trying to push her physically she says no red flag um but she believes she's in love with him and then cut to she ends up going to the same high school as him Rydell High which is like epic everyone and we're gonna get into some Rydell High and the look of it and the feel of it and the and the outfits and the clicks um and no I'm not gonna make you listen to all the songs from this film (laughs) you could do that yourself extracurricularly if you would like but I know not everybody's into musicals and I respect that. Um, so Danny and Sandy don't know yet that they are attending the same school because all the, which makes no sense because Sa- Sandy has already made friends with um, 
basically the girls that are the counterpoint to his boys. And we're going to get into girls and boys. That's our new segment for this episode. Hashtag girls and boys. Girls v. boys. <laughs> and no, I'm not saying that to be super binary. Um, that's because I'm saying I'm using those terms actually to point out how ridiculously binary this film and play makes people out to be you're you're either girly or you're a man that is not something I agree with but that is something that is represented in this play and this film so that is why the name of the segment will be hashtag girls and boys I understand that there are very many in-betweens as does Casey we are huge huge advocates for that for for trans rights for LGBTQ everything so um so, sorry, I lost myself a little bit there. But yeah, it's interesting because Sandy has fallen into the crew uh, with Rizzo, which of course, <laughs> it's very backhanded. And she tells her story via song. Oh, I met this boy over the summer, but never, probably never see him again. No idea where he is. And then, you know, summer loving. I mean, everyone has heard someone karaoke it badly, right? Or done it themselves. Um, I saw a guy get <laughs> kicked off stage once for trying to do it just solo, but he was changing the words to be about, like, the 49ers. Yeah, the football team. It was pretty bad. He got kicked off stage. <laughs> anyway. Um, yes, so Summer Lovin' happens, and Rizzo, who might be conniving but is also very smart, uh, she's like, okay, your description's are clear enough, and I think she gets the name Danny, so she figures it out. But, of course, she does a sneaky sneak and kind of ambushes both of them. And let's just say Danny does not rise to the occasion. And this is where we're going to get into our other segments. Does anyone else remember Vitamin C, the singer? <laughs> she had that one album in like 2000, graduation. As we go on, we remember all the times we had together. And as our lives change, come whatever, we will still be friends forever and then that was like everyone's graduation song whatever they were graduating from preschool karate high school college grad school i don't know didn't matter that was the song anyways that was vitamin c everybody and um i smashed together a little bit of her song girls against boys because <laughs> that's our segment girls v boys um and like i said I am not living in a bi I'm not a Barbie girl living in a binary world. It's just that this <laughs> film would have it that way. So I'm going to go ahead and play a clip. This, and we're going to do back-to-backs clips. I mean, I'll, I'll talk, but we're going to do a little clippy of just the guy culture. And I'm not going to, well, actually, I'm, no. I'm going to play just a clip of these 
boys showing up to school. I mean, okay, we're going to just stop talking about the fact that they're all like 40. Not really. They're in their 20s. But we'll pretend. We'll suspend our imagination. Okay, they're they're high school boys. They're all going to be cool. And they're all over the top because it's the 50s, you know, and they got like the comb in the hair and... And they all got to talk and they got the accents and they're like, hey, kiddicky. So um, there's a lot of energy and just a lot of like bro energy. So let's let's listen to that. Yeah, you're not supposed to eat this. You're supposed to bury it. Hey, that's a homemade lunch. Oh, oh, oh. Lady Dragon Carcass out of bed for you. Sure, yeah. She does it every year on her first day of school. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Kennedy! Oh, Kennedy! Hey, where you at? We're right here! <laughs> where were you all summer? Yeah. What are you, my mother? I was just asking. I was working, which is more than any of you skits can say. Working? That's right. I was lugging boxes at Bargain City, moron. Nice job. Eat me. Save enough to get me some wheels. Yeah. You want to hear what I did? No. Hey, there's Danny! Hey, Danny! Hey, Danny! Hey, Danny! Just the sheer noise of it all is overwhelming. I mean, I understand it's all directed that way, but they might as well be six, is my opinion. But um, so Danny comes up and he's like, hey, got some, you know, look at me, I'm Danny. <laughs> you know, and Kaneki's getting a car. And everybody's just like, how you doing? Like, it's just a lot of machismo. No substance. And that's going to be very important come a minute from now because Mr. Danny Pants is like, wow, Sandy, I love you and I'm so deep. But there's, there's no depth there, really. I don't know if we ever get any depth from Danny um that's my opinion i mean spoiler alert this movie ends with sandy being like i'll just conform it's gonna be fine which is not the lesson people i mean i think i hope everyone knows that um but that aside it's just what what depth does danny ever reach other than allowing himself to admit that he might actually care about somebody. I, I don't I don't think that's depth personally. But anyways, as we start out, it's a lot of bluster. It's a lot of eh, eh, eh. and as we get to summer lovin', you know, the classic song, Sandy's over here telling the truth. Like, oh, it's really sweet. We splashed around, like not in a dirty way, just we splashed around literally made sandcastles as we see in the beginning of this film it's very sweet and she even the kissing she's like danny don't spoil it you know she doesn't that wasn't even an australian accent i don't know what that was but you know and basically when she says don't spoil it she's telling him stop stop trying to make this more physical than it is right because she's 17 so that's problematic so that's another whole boys v girls in this film thing um the girls are very much expected to give the the boys what they want. I'll put it that way. However, as we see with Rizzo, they are very shamed and put down for for that. Um, I don't I don't want to use 
any triggering terms, so I won't. But there's a lot of shaming done, um, especially with Rizzo. She gets the, you know, the she gets the real bleep end of the stick there because she uh, has a pregnancy scare, and even though it's Kaniki's pregnancy scare, he's not involved. He's not responsible for it at all. And all she gets from him later when she's like false alarm is like a thumbs up. He's like, great. <laughs> Glad I didn't have to pretend to care. Um, so there's just a lot of bad, bad male energy here going on. And don't even get me started on a greased light and like how obsessed these guys are with their powerful vehicles. Like, come on. Ugh. All right. So that's enough of that for the moment. I'm going to play some girl behavior and I'm not even going to tell you that it's better. Let's just play it and we'll talk about it. Do I look okay, Frenchie? Sure, you look good. I'm really nervous, you know. You look terrific. So this is Rydell. <laughs> yep. You'll love it. I love the last school I was at. I wish I was there right now. Still, I'm no stranger to heartbreak. Lovely. You got psoriasis? Okay, interrupting myself here to say there are two total different dynamics with the girls here. I should have said this beforehand. Frenchie, though made to be delightfully unintelligent, which again, don't like that. Oh, she's a girl. She's dumb. She likes, she wants to go to beauty school, so she must be dumb, right? Psoriasis, like, I, I don't understand why that's supposed to be funny. But Frenchie is a good person, and Frenchie is trying to be there for Sandy. But then... In come the pink ladies and Rizzo, their leader. And then we get introduced to the very cattiness that is bred by the machismo that is pushed onto this entire society. Oh, God. <laughs> well, here we are again. Yeah, but this time we're seniors. And we're going to rule the school. <laughs> <laughs> that is so adolescent. We are adolescent. We don't have to flaunt it. Okay, girls. Let's go get them. So the idea here is that Rizzo and her cronies are basically taking on kind of a man-eater persona, which is interesting. Uh, you know, they have their own jackets. They don't wear these Letterman jackets, even though, well, I don't think Kaniki is a... Is Kaniki an athlete? I can't remember. Rizzo goes with Kaniki or, you know, is involved with Kaniki, who, by the way, whom that actor played uh, Danny in the in the Broadway version, Broadway, the stage production, apparently. So there's another fun fact. Um, oh, another fun fact. Um, a little inappropriate, but it's in the movie. Uh, there is a point where Rizzo, because she gets very, again, shamed for being this kind of, quote, man-eater, like, ooh, she's so scandalous simply for engaging in, you know, a relationship with a boy. And, of course, he's the hero, right? He's a hero. She's bad, but he's great, you know, classic. Um, but there is a point where she has a hickey from Kaniki. If you don't know, a hickey is a... I think everyone knows what a hickey is. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to urban dictionary it if you need to know. But um, apparently that the actors decided to do that for real <laughs> instead of bothering with makeup. So do with that what you will. Way to go, Stockard Channing. I mean, 
She was 33, so it's not like <laughs> children were harmed. Um, anyway, I digress again. And uh, so, yes, the girls are very competitive. Rizzo is very uh, defensive. She has a hard time with Sandy because Sandy is somebody that Rizzo, I think, would probably like to be. You know, more honest, more pure, more not pure, but just her own self. But Rizzo has grown to use this man-eater kind of tough, tough girl act to protect herself, to keep herself safe. She does not have a good relationship with her family. Um, And we do finally get to see her be vulnerable. So it makes sense that Sandy is somebody that she sees and she's probably incredibly jealous just because she imagines that Sandy has some perfect life. So when she realizes that Danny Zuko... Danny is this sweet guy from the beach. She knows, she knows, oh, all I got to do is introduce them to each other and the thing will blow up in that girl's face. And it gets worse. And there's definitely bullying. Um, But I have a soft spot in my heart for Rizzo because of the whole there are worse things I could do of it all. There are worse things I could do than go with a boy I'll do. Even though the neighborhood thinks I'm trashy and no good, I suppose it could be true. There are worse things I could do. So, you know, she's really sad and lonely. Um, And I do feel for her. But right now, we are going to talk about not cool. Not cool. Ah. And what I'm going to do for you now is play the very famous scene in which Rizzo knowingly says, Hey, Danny, guess who I found? And Danny's behavior is uh, not cool. (laughs) As not cool as it was for Rizzo to do this, it was also not her fault that he chose to behave the way that he did. So, Danny, it's on you, buddy. Um, So this is also anti-crush. But I'm I'm just kind of tucking it into not cool. Oh, thanks, Frenchie. It's all right. You look really great out there. Oh, I really messed up. I was so nervous. Oh, no. You split with the wound. Hi, Sandy. Well, hi, Riz. Hi, girls. We got a surprise for you. Surprise for this? You'll see. Right, Riz? Just come here, darling. Hi. You know, if you fix up this car, it could be make out city, you know that? Right, the chick is gonna have to put out before she even gets in. <laughs> you better believe it, man. Hey, Zuko, I got a surprise for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Sandy! Danny? What are you, what are you doing here? I, I, I thought you were going back to Australia. We had a change of plans. I can't. Well, that's cool, baby. I mean, you know how it is, rocking and rolling and whatnot. Danny? <laughs> that's my name. Don't wear it out. What's the matter with you? <laughs> What's the matter with me, baby? What's the matter with you? <laughs> what happened to the Danny Zuko I met at the beach? Well, I do not know. I mean, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe there's two of us, right? <laughs> why, why, why don't you take out a missing persons ad or, or, or try the yellow pages? I don't know. You're a fake and a phony, and I wish I'd never laid eyes on you. Whoa. Whoa. I wonder if she carries silver bullets. Yeah. (laughs) 
Whoa. So she laid her eyes I'm on you, eh, Zuko? Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, I have a few things to say. First of all, been there, Sandy. Been there. Had this more than once. Had a guy that was like, oh, so nice, you know, to you in private or not even private, just like in school or class or whatever at a time where his buds weren't around and then he's around his friends and he's like what (laughs) you thought I liked you also I just want to say Danny Zuko is such a gigantic nerd that's my name don't wear it out (laughs) check the yellow page I mean scringe right and that's perfect because we're gonna get into scringe right now but I just want to say like dear Danny Zuko I don't really think you're that much of a prize. I understand that you're John Travolta. But I also don't think John Travolta is that much of a prize. And here's another fun fact. John Travolta was so offended because originally when he sings Sandy, the song, um, they were going to do animation at the end of it, much like they do in the beginning of this film. They have a whole animated intro, which is awesome. It's part of the vibes. I love it. Um, and he was like, absolutely not. I'm a heartthrob. (laughs) How dare you? And he insisted that instead of animating it, not only was it all him, but they had to do that long close up of his face. So just want everyone to know that. Oh, also fun, random fact. Um, my, (laughs) okay. I know someone who whose son was a private pilot for John Travolta in uh, late 90s, early 2000s. And I'm just going to go out there and say that Scientology is not the only thing that that guy's hiding. Okay. Because according to that pilot, well, they were in love. I'm going to leave it at that. That's all I know. That's, That's the hot goss from me. That's not from a source online. That's just... That's from a source that I grew up with, actually. So I don't know whether that's better or worse. But uh, I don't enjoy John Travolta as a as a human, um, and I can I can speak to why. Uh, it's not just the Scientology, but the fact that he, beca- not because of Scientology, but he used Scientology to defend the decision not to help his son who was on the autism spectrum and had a lot of emotional needs, as we all do, and mental health needs. And because he would not acknowledge those needs, much like Tom Cruise, he even does a Tom Cruise laugh here, doesn't he? Um, that child, unfortunately, um, died by suicide. Ended, uh, died by suicide is the way that we're supposed to say it. And there's no excuse for that. Like, I'm not blaming the child. I'm I'm saying there's no excuse for the way that he, that child was neglected and really shamed. So sorry, that's me going off on my soapbox, but that's what we do here. <laughs> so I, I like took my mic off the stand. I had to get real, real about it. Um, so yeah, Danny's a loser. I am H.O., um, I just I don't understand the appeal, everybody. Like, I, I get it. Like, I've fallen for a guy and then been like, what? Ew. Like, wh- who are you? You know? And I think that the difference now is 
where we as people are being supported, girl, guy, neither, neither both, we are finally, if we're in the right circles, being told by someone, by ourselves, wait a second, if you ended up, if you end up not being great, I don't have to change for you. I don't have to change at all. Like, right? If I like who I am, you know, I'm going off on a tangent, but we all know that Sandy transforms herself. She becomes somebody that she's not. She becomes that girl with that wig that I had from Alice in Rock and Rolland. And I'm very glad that I learned that that wasn't the answer. Um, I don't know. It is interesting to me that this is still such a classic, even though we all know how screwed up it is. Maybe it's because we all know how screwed up it is that it can remain a classic, right? We can all acknowledge that together. But I think it's still dangerous. It's anything that's representing, you know, conforming, conformity as the right answer. It's, it's always going to be dangerous if, if we don't introduce it to, to people without, if we don't introduce it to people with context. I almost did a double negative there. Okay. So speaking of nothing, we're going to go into scringe now. <laughs> My scringe uh, is when... So Sandy obviously doesn't take this well. And she's like, Danny, you're gross. So she starts dating um, some guy who, of course, they have to make him a doof. I'm sure he was perfectly nice. If he existed in real life, he would be fine. Some football player, right? Or some varsity something. So she's got his varsity jacket. And they're at the malt shop. And which, by the way, vibes. Um and she's got the jacket and, you know, the, the tennis whites and pink ladies are there wearing their pink lady jackets. And, of course, Danny Zuko and his crew. It's a lot like Saved by the Bell in the 50s, frankly. Danny Zuko's there with his dudes. And he's obviously bothered that Sandy's there with another boy. And, and Sandy's obviously g- doing her best to get Danny's goat, right, to, to bug him. Listen, we've all been there. I mean... <laughs> I have. <laughs> but anyway, she it's the yeah, 50s. So she says to her date, should we get new music? This is a very obvious strat- strategy for her. And he goes, sure. She's like, well, I need some money, <laughs> which is a little rude, Sandy, but it's fine. So he gives her some quarters and she goes to the jukebox. She passes through the Zuko crew on purpose. Like, excuse me, move your legs, which I get. I, I get it. I get it. I've been there. I used to. It, they're supposed to be in high school. That's that's a move you pull. I get it. Um, like, it's not the healthiest move, but it's a move. And she goes to the jukebox, and then she gets approached by Danny, who's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and this is my scringe moment. It's also kind of a, like, we don't have a boom roasted on this show. That's Coast to Coast Cocktails. But um, Sandy kind of roasts Danny, and then he's just so speechless and flabbergasted afterwards, which I love. And um, before I play this, I also want to say another fun fact. Apparently, John Travolta has admitted, and Olivia Newton-John has have both admitted that it was awkward between them at first because John Travolta was such a dude. And he was like, oh, she's too pretty. I don't know what to do. Um, so that could have, I mean, this, who knows when they shot this scene, but his being flustered, I think, might actually be somewhat real. I mean, she is stunning. And she is playing this character that's like, absolutely not, sir excuse me, sir, I will not take this from you, at least at this point. So let's listen to this scringe. I'm going to play the scringe sounder, and then we're going to listen to the clip. 
scringe, to scream and cringe at the same time. Hey, Danny, what's up? You still think about that chick? What are you, nuts? Well, no, I was just thinking. Oh, I don't think so much. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Hey, guys. Okay, the meeting's at session. You know what I heard? What? Last year the fuzz had Thunder Road staked out, and everybody got hauled to the clinic. So nobody's gonna catch Grease Lightning? Yeah? Yeah! Sorry, I'm just butting in here to mention this is right when Danny makes eyes at Sandy, who's on her date. And Rizzo clocks it, and sh- that's why she says, something snake in you, Danny. And he says, bite the weenie, Riz. And she says, with relish, which is very dirty, but we have to acknowledge it. Somebody snake in you, Danny? Oh, bite the weenie, Riz. With relish. I don't know about these chicks. Yeah, they're only good for one thing. Then what are you supposed to do with them for the other 23 hours and 45 minutes of the day? (laughs) Is that all it takes, 15 minutes? No one take advice from this clip, okay? Just disclaimer. (laughs) Want some new music? I need some money. Hi, Danny. I can't talk to you right now. Listen, what are you doing later? I can't talk, all right? (laughs) Call me. Hi, Sandy. Oh, hi. How are you? That's good. Hey, Sandy, um, I- I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time now. What about? Well, about that night at the bonfire. I mean, the, w- the way I acted, that was terrible. I mean, it really was. I mean, I mean, it wasn't me. You got to know that. I mean, I mean, it-, it was me, of course, but it wasn't me. And I, you see, Sandy, I, I got this image, right? I got this. Well, that's why I'm so glad that Tom's such a simple person. Simple is right. Too bad his brains are in his biceps. Jealous, are you? Jealous? Oh, come on, Sandy. Don't make me laugh. Ha, ha, ha. And what have you ever done? <laughs> oh, come on. I can run circles around those jerks. <laughs> I'll believe that when I see it. <laughs> few thoughts okay one is this where matthew mcconaughey got his laugh two wow that was my abusive ex who would just be like you're dumb and i'd be like okay bye and three this song that is playing is called raining on prom night and i know that because (laughs) i had the um the cassette uh, you know the tape cassette uh audio cassette of this soundtrack much like I had the audio cassette of everything that Selena ever made, Selena. Um, 
And I would listen to it on repeat, on the Walkman, wherever I went. And I remember listening to its rating on prom night when I felt sad, even though I was like 10. But you know, 10 year olds get sad. It didn't matter that I hadn't been to prom. I mean, I understood the message. It's raining on prom night. She got dumped. Uh, you know, it's very never been kissed. Um, anyway, so that's our scringe. So I do have a lull for for everybody um, that'll <laughs> lighten things up a little bit. And it's, it's just silly. Uh, this is a scene with Sunny, one of the Danny's little followers, lemmings. Uh, But it is pretty funny because he's got all this bluster on the first day of school. So I'm going to go ahead and just play this lull. Speaks for itself. (laughs) Lol. (laughs) Jeez, every teacher I got this year has flunked me at least once. If you don't watch it, you're gonna be spending all your time in McGee's office. Yeah, well, this year she's gonna wish she's never seen me. Oh, yeah? And what are you gonna do? I just ain't gonna take any of a crap. That's all. I don't take no crap from nobody. <laughs> Sonny? Oh, hello, ma'am. Aren't you supposed to be in homeroom right now? I was just going for a walk. You were just dawdling, weren't you? Yes, ma'am. That is no way to start a new semester, Mr. Lattieri. Phenomenal. Perhaps a session of banging erasers after school would put you on the right track. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Are you just going to stand there all day? Uh, no, ma'am. I mean, yes, ma'am. I mean, I'm well, just... Well, which um... is it, yes or no? No, ma'am. Good. Then move. Yes, ma'am. I'm sure glad you didn't take any of her crap, Sonny. You would have really told her off, huh? <laughs> Mr. Lantier! <laughs> yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. This is not a lull, um, but it this feeds us into kind of teasing bullying so one thing I want to address before wrapping up not that it's the cheeriest thing um, is just really how badly Sandy was treated by these other girls aside from Frenchie Um, Frenchie who goes to beauty school but then has this you know musical number where because she's not good at it I guess Um, there's a musical number beauty school dropout which I had to sing inquire once and um fun fact is though this was it was set in the 50s made in the 70s they actually elvis actually died while this movie was being filmed which is quite interesting especially because uh they wanted elvis to do a cameo he was supposed to be the one singing beauty school dropout uh but he was unable to do so I think we can imagine why he was unable to do so, considering that this was shortly. This is the time period that he that he passed due to a lot of unhealthy behaviors. Um, but yeah, he was meant to be in the film as this huge homage to himself and to the fifties. So that's why um, in when they do the uh, look at me, I'm Sandra D. Lousy with virginity. Won't go to bed till I'm legally wed. I can't. I'm Sandra D. The whole bullying scene, basically, where Rizzo gets her friends to to make fun of Sandy. But um, my point about Elvis is they added that line in, Elvis, 
Elvis, let me be. Keep that pelvis far from me. Um, you know, insinuating that Sandy would be offended by Elvis's gyrations. But they actually added that entire line because he pa- because he died. So that was their weird tribute. And also, I think Frenchie at some point has an Elvis photo behind her, which makes sense. 50s, right? Um, and it's also a really cool parallel there. Not cool, sorry. An interesting parallel there where both Greece in the 70s was considered pretty vulgar for its time and so was Elvis because he moved he moved that pelvis <laughs> so those are my thoughts and facts um i i want to karaoke a song for Casey and for the audience but i don't want to um you know trick anyone into thinking that there's a ton of content on the other side so if you don't want to hear me sing you've already put up with it enough so don't worry about it it's all good but I am going to do a song to close this out instead of adding a song I'm going to sing one from a girl and for Ryan shout out to Ryan um, Casey's husband amazing amazing person you've heard him on this podcast twice he is part of the team Um, Ryan we love you. You're the best. Um, this one is for both of you. I hope you like Greece. Uh, this one is for both of you. Um, but before I do that, I just want to say thank you everyone for listening. Please, please follow the Instagram at to all the YA. Casey works so hard over there and we're still, we're building our brand, but we're just trying to stay consistent for y'all. So let people know we're going to continue to have new authors on the podcast. We're going to cover, so many more fun shows, movies, everything, uh, and books. Um, and we just, we really, we really love that you are joining us on this nostalgia journey uh, because this is something that we love to create, but it's also something that heals us. And, and God bless all of you. I mean, you don't have to believe in God. Just thank you. All right. And without further ado, here goes my song. Just no getting old.